All right, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Saley Football Podcast. It's been about three years since we've done a podcast, but it's all good. <laughs> I got my buddy Seamus from the Dirty D here. What's up? <laughs> we're here to talk some spread picks, over-unders, and uh, five players that we're excited about for Fantasy Football 2022, which will be here before we know it. And uh, let us not waste any time. The first game of the slate, we got Raiders and Bengals. Uh, Bengals coming in as five and a half point home favorites. Uh, the over/under set at forty-nine. And to talk about the spread, uh, I don't know. A part of me kind of likes the the Raiders money line here. I don't know why. Um, I think that uh, the veteran presence of Derek Carr and the fact that Joe Burrow and all their starters took off last week that kind of might slow some momentum. I don't know. I. I I don't know. Something tells me that the Raiders are going to kind of shock the world. I think that the Raiders actually win it. I think the Raiders are a great pick. I still I still have Cincy minus five and a half. The Raiders started off super hot. They took the huge slump when they everything happened in that organization. But they've won their last four. But I think Cincinnati has way too much talent on their team. They have an all-pro running back. Two guys who should be all-pro receivers and one of the best young quarterbacks in the entire game. So I still have Cincy minus 5.5, and and I have the over of 49. Really? I think that no matter what Vegas tries to do, they're not going to be able to slow Cincy down, but I also don't think Cincy's defense is that great to completely shut out Vegas. I think that's a high-scoring game. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can see it. I actually put the over, or actually the under of 49, but... Uh, this is actually one of those games for like over under. I really don't have a feel for, and honestly, the game itself, I don't have a massive feel for. I don't know. I just, I don't know. No, that's definitely one of those games that goes. That's gonna go either way. Yeah. No yeah. real like confidence in either picks, in either pick. But yeah. both teams are playing very good football, and no matter what, it's definitely a hard one to choose. Yeah, I think that um, like. I could so see it where the Raiders win and ESPN's like, you know, Derek Carr's so incredible, and then next week they're at the Chiefs, and then it's like, okay. It could definitely be like one of those, like a few years ago, the Titans like upset like two straight teams, yeah. and they got like their their butts kicked. Demolished. And, yeah, the following mm-hmm. week. Yeah, so I like the Raiders to win. Seamus like the Bengals to cover five and a half? Yeah, cover, cover five and a half. Yep. All right. Yeah, we like it. Um, I think... Out of all six games, this is definitely the one that intrigues me the least, though. Like, kind of the one that's oh, yeah, just like, whatever. Oh, oh, <laughs> it yeah. is that first playoff yeah. game. Game. Uh, <clears throat> next one I'm actually hyped for. I'm sure you are, too. We got uh, Bills home against the Patriots. Four-point favorites. These teams have played about seven times in the last month. <laughs> but uh, over-under set at 44. And I actually, I always go against the Patriots. We know this. Um, I like the Bills to cover four. I don't think... I think it could go either way because these two teams hate each other, and Bill Belichick right. is obviously the GOAT. Uh, but I don't know. Something about it just – I think Josh Allen this year is on a mission. I'll talk about that later when we give our Super Bowl prediction. But I, I think that uh, the Bills do cover four. Even as a Pats fan, I do have the Bills in this situation. I do think that 44 is super high for an over-under. The weather is supposed to be in the single digits. There's no way a competitive high-flying football game is happening in that sort of game. Mm. Like – to expect this game to reach 44 total points, I think is one of the easy is it's just not going to happen. Buffalo minus four, I think is one of the easier picks. I think it's going to be a super low scoring game. So it definitely could be come down to a field goal, but I got to ride with Josh Allen on this one. I think he definitely gets this job done and covers the spread. All right. I, yeah. I, I like them to cover four. I actually have 44 of the over. I think that that is personally one of the easiest bets. Really? I think, yeah. I think it's going to be over because <clears throat> I think a lot of people, Remember that low-scoring game 
in Buffalo the first time, which was like obviously a tornado or whatever the heck they played in that night. But I think that uh, I think the Bills are going to come out firing. I, I think the Patriots are going to have to catch up. Do you think you think the Bills are going to cover four? I think the Bills them? will cover four. Yeah. Do you think it's like a blowout or like close enough? No, I think it's like a twenty to ten type game. Twenty to ten, yeah. All I right. don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring. Definitely not a lot of touchdowns. Mm. I think when anything's in the te- single digits, it's impossible to play yeah, a sport like that. No, it is. We got uh, next up. We got the Eagles taking on the Buccaneers. Uh, Bucks eight and a half, and over under set at forty six. This spread is a little weird to me. This was one that I really did not have a super conviction with. I think that it could either be. 41 nothing, or it could be like close going into the late stage of the fourth. But I think if Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are on their game, I'm not one to doubt the GOAT just like last year. I think that I have them covering eight and a half, but I would not bet it uh, personally. I know that they're at home, but yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. For me, I like the under and I like Philly to cover. Eight and a half, yeah. Eight and a half. I think that's a huge spread. I think the Bucs are way too banged up right now. Last year, Brady was able to pick his target whenever he wanted because he had three all-pro receivers that you couldn't double-team. Now I think yeah. with Godwin Hur and Antonio Brown and a psych ward, yeah. I don't know if I'm to say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's a lot harder for the Bucs to do whatever they want. And I think Nick Sirianni, Sirianni, Sirianni. Yeah. Sorry for my mispronunciation. I think he's one of the best young coaches in the league. I think he definitely should be a dark horse to win Coach of the Year. I thought Philadelphia was a horrible team this year, and I mm-hmm. but I do still think Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback. So no, for too. them to make the playoffs, I think is an incredible feat. <clears throat> yeah. So I think that they're going to try to slow the ball down and just run the entire game. Mm-hmm. So I got the under, and I got them doing that enough to cover the spread. Yeah, it looks like I'm the opposite. I have the over and the Bucks covering this bet. I just think that the only problem is if the Bucks get up fourteen nothing, like Jalen Hurts passing the ball. I, Oof, I think. Oh I, yeah, it's a it's a yeah, it's a frightening sight. No, it's gross. It's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> but he can run. I'll give yeah, him that. He's, he's one of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL. It's just mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It, Tom Brady first round of the playoffs. Ah, uh, it smells like blowout to me. <laughs> but you never know. That's why they play the games. So, um, <laughs> all right, next up. This game I'm actually really excited for. We got Niners-Cowboys. Spread seems a little small to me. Cowboys three at home. Over-under set at huge 51, the biggest over-under the weekend. Uh, and I like the Cowboys to cover three. I think that uh, we were talking before the podcast got up and rolling that um, the Cowboys are actually legit this year. You know, some years they're they're like a good playoff team, but they're not you know, amazing this year. Their defense is just as good, if not better, than their offense somehow. When last year they had arguably the worst defense in NFL history. <laughs> but Micah Parsons is a force to be reckoned with. And I think that uh, Jimmy G's playoff um, and just overall, like, poise is going to be exposed by the Cowboys. I think that the Cowboys come out in Jerry World and just roll by three easy money. I also have Dallas minus three. I think they're such a quality football team this yeah. year. But I also have the over. I don't think mm. that the Niners are that weak offensively. Even though Jimmy G is not the best quarterback, I think that a lot of their skill players make up for it. Debo, they can use yeah. in any sort of way. Elijah Mitchell, when healthy, is one of the most underrated running backs in the league. And they have possibly the best tight end in the game right now. Mm-hmm. So I do have the over. But when it comes down to it, Dallas has the best offense in the league this year. Yes. And that they're going to cover that spread. Yeah, I think that, um, yeah. I mean, when their running game gets going, they're legit. They definitely are. It's just Jimmy G's not. Jimmy G's not that guy. No, no, he's not. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. <laughs> I have the under, though. I do have the under. I think that the Cowboys defense uh, is stout. And I think that, um, 
this might be one of those games where you know if they come out and beat them by a couple, you know, double digits, where you're going to see mm-hmm. Cowboys Twitter just start to declare themselves Super Bowl <laughs> champions before it even gets going. But yeah, I like the Cowboys cover three. I had the under. Seamus likes the Cowboys cover three and the over. Uh, the over, yes. Yeah. As the, even though Micah Parsons might be the best <clears throat> linebacker in the league right now, their secondary hasn't been that great. And as much as some Cowboys fans think Javon Diggs should be Defensive Player of the Year, he's Overrated. not even the best defensive no. player on his own team. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> and that a lot of times these receivers are going to get going against the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, they are. All right, next up, the Slaughter Fest, oh. the night game. Why Why is the Cowboys game not the night game? Cowboys like, have the best game of the weekend. What? Yeah, like why is that the 4 o'clock? We get to watch this, which we already watched two weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Big Ben sneaks into the playoffs. Chiefs minus 12.5 at home. Over under 46 and a half. Um, and I know I just roasted the Steelers, but for some weird reason, playoff atmosphere, I think that the Steelers do cover the 12 and a half. I don't know why. I just have a weird feeling that they're going to come out and keep it not like super close, but even if they're down 19 and they score at the last second, they still cover. That's like true. they could backdoor cover easily. I'm going the opposite. I think the Chiefs do cover. I think this game is going to be an absolute blowout. Think? I'm thinking through possibly three touchdowns. This, the Steelers' offense has been horrible. Najee Harris has not done nearly as well as he did in the beginning of the season. He's definitely his, – his tires are a little loose right now. Yeah. But I also like the under. I don't think – Pittsburgh may not score a single touchdown this game, so I think – I'm not high on the Steelers whatsoever. Holy they crap. should not be in the playoffs. As, I don't care if that's disrespectful. Congrats, Big Ben. Shout you out, Joe. <laughs> Shout out, Joe. You made it one last time for your career. You'll be in the Hall of Fame, but yeah. you can't play anymore. Get you should have retired. <laughs> retired two years ago. You can't move. Do you have the over or the under? I got the under. Yeah, so I like the I like the Steelers cover 12.5. I think that the under um, is in play. I think that this is one of the games where the public sees 46.5, thinks, well, that's low, bets the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and then it might be a massacre. It could be. So, in theory, I'll get one of the bets right, I guess. <laughs> I think the um, Chiefs are... <clears throat> Everyone looks at the Chiefs and they always want to bet the over because they've been yeah. hitting the over every single year. But we're talking about an offense that has struggled to score against mediocre teams. Mm-hmm. Like, as good as Najee Harris was supposed to be, and did have a very good year, Big Ben can't hit these receivers. And their line is terrible. Their line is one of the worst in the league. Yeah, it is. They are only in the playoffs because they have possibly the best defensive player in the league right yes. now. He And that's my pick to win Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt. Yeah. You know what's weird is... um first five games the Chiefs had like the worst defense in the mm-hmm. the league and now they have like a top three defense. They've been rolling. I don't know how Their defense the has anyways. they did it but yeah. So I have the under Steelers cover. Seamus has the Chiefs covering in the under too. Yes. Dang alright. That's bold to 12 and a half point favorite with an <laughs> under. That's <laughs> you really bet on the Steelers I'm, not doing anything. I'm not high on the Steelers at all. <laughs> alright last game the Monday Nighter. I'm actually pretty excited for this one. This one um, I think these teams are so evenly matched. I so too. I just went with the team that's getting four points, and I think the Cardinals okay. are going to cover. Okay. Um, I kind of like the Cardinals' money line too. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I think that the Cardinals keep it close, and and Cliff and Kyler kind of go in there. And actually, no, no, no. Sean McVay's not losing on his home turf in the first round. All right, I like the Rams to to win, but the Cardinals to cover. I think the Rams okay. win by three. Over under forty nine and a half. I think that these two offenses just roll oh, Monday night easy feast. Over. Yeah, easy over. Forty nine and a half over all day long. Um, yeah, what say you? There aren't many games that either of these teams have scored less than twenty five points. So if you're just splitting <clears throat> that over in half for both teams to get twenty five points is not a hard thing that for them to do. No. However, neither out of all the teams in the playoffs, these two have been playing the worst as of the last few games. Yeah. Arizona's only 
uh, only won one of their last, I believe, five games. And yeah. in Matt Stafford's last four games, he's thrown eight interceptions. There's definitely some huge flaws with both of these teams. But their offense has still been able to get going. And there's still too many pieces on both of these offenses for them to not score. I have the Cardinals covering, but I also have the over 49.5. Yeah, me too. Do you think the Rams win, though? That's a tough one. Yeah, it is. That, that, both these yeah. teams are very even. They are. They I think, split during the regular season, winning at the opposing team's uh, home field. Mm-hmm. But Rams being at home, I think, is going to play an effect. It is. I, If I were setting lines like before looking at the spread, I, I would think it would be like Rams one and a half. I don't mm-hmm. think – I think four is a little – little much to be yeah I, agree. I, I think the rams i, I, I think agree. the cardinals is is probably my best bet of the the slate for spreads uh them or the cowboys all right now we're gonna give our way too early why not super bowl picks uh i personally have the packers over the bills i think the packers both these two teams like are due especially okay. the packers like they are due for years now aaron Rodgers needs to get one more to solidify his legacy i think that the packers beat the bills josh allen makes an appearance in the super bowl he'll definitely get one but I don't think that it's this year. I think that the Packers beat the Bills, and the Packers make it out of the NFC, and the Bills upset uh, the Chiefs. The weird thing about this year is the Bills and the Chiefs are going to play next round. It's, not it's going to be very awkward. Yeah. So They're like the it's, two best teams in the AFC. Oh, man. It's going to be like if – it, if it's – okay, let's see. Theoretically, Bills, Chiefs, and then it would be like Titans, Raiders. That would be the other side. I mean, yeah. ew, dude. That's gross. Oh, That's like God. the one and the two seed are on the same side in my mind. I think the Raiders, or I think the Bills and the Chiefs are better than the Titans. I 100% even at agree. fully health. Yeah. Um, so I I think that the Bills uh, do it. Um, and yeah, I think Packers over Bills. How about you? I have the Chiefs over Green Bay. I don't think there's a team in the NFC that's playing well enough to beat Green Bay, especially yeah. on the road. Yep. I think Dallas is the team to do it. I don't think Tom Brady with his banged up staff can do it. I don't think. Cardinals or Rams are playing nearly as well. Mm-hmm. So my pick would, if there was someone to beat Green Bay, would be Dallas. But even then, I just don't trust them enough. However, I think Aaron Rodgers has proven, or I shouldn't say that, he hasn't always, but <laughs> the Packers have proven to be choke artists for the last decade. Yes. And I'm not a Aaron Rodgers guy, but he has he's always had right to blame a lot of things <laughs> yeah, that yeah. have gone wrong. Jordan Love instead of Justin Jefferson. (laughs) That's like, oh Uh, my gosh, dude. But even in playoffs, like last year, I believe they were down eight and they kicked a field goal but never got the ball back. I thought that was a huge mistake that they went for. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's definitely held his composure. They were the one seed last year. They were the one seed too, yes. But with the Chiefs, I I think they're better than last year. And part of the reason why they got killed... They had so many off the field issues that were going on. Like I believe their what was it their defensive co- or their linebackers coach or D coordinator got arrested like yeah. the week before for DUI. They were yeah. missing both tackles. Patrick Mahomes was running around for his life, oh, and yeah. he played against one of the greatest teams that we've possibly ever seen. That the amount of talent on that team is absurd. They're a wild card. Team. That still makes no sense to me. But the Chiefs went out and made them got themselves one of the best offensive lines in football, and they yes. have so many young, healthy guys balling out for them right Lucas now. Lucas Niang. Lucas Niang. New Canaan. Shout out New Canaan. Shout out CT. They improved their offensive line so much, I and they're playing some of the best football over the last few weeks. I have the Chiefs over Green Bay, and I think something happens with the Packers that I mean, oh, Aaron Rodgers is mad at someone again for doing something. <laughs> I think uh, I don't know. I I think the Chiefs definitely. 
you know, I think it's Bills, Chiefs, like, mm-hmm. and then a big drop off, massive drop off. I just think it's it's hard to go to the Super Bowl three times in a row. It is. The Patriots did it a couple years back, but it actually is, they never did. Hard. They did they? Yeah, yeah they, they did. did. Yep, lost the Eagles. Crap. Yeah. So I yeah. So Packers over Bills for me. Seamus has Chiefs over Packers, but we're both in agreement on the Packers mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and then the Cardinals, another CT shout out Zach Allen. <laughs> Played at Law. <laughs> dunked at Law. Yeah, dunked at Law on the goalpost. Who's your Who's your dark horse? Dark horse for um, for just like winning it all. Winning it all. Uh, Cowboys. I think that they are good enough. I really do. They are so balanced. They are. Like, they don't have a. I I don't want to say that. Their pet. Their defensive backfield is not amazing, but Trayvon Diggs is really good at picking off the ball. But yes. he gets roasted all the time. But I think that. Um, I think that if I had to pick a dark horse, it would be the Cowboys, yeah. My dark horse is actually Cincinnati. I think something very similar to what Joe Burrow has, not to the extent, but close to it, that Tom Brady had last year, was he had three fantastic receivers. And Tyler Board has to be one of the most underrated receivers in the league this year because he's getting overshadowed by Jamar Chase, the offensive rookie of the year, and T. Higgins, who's been a monster. I think in a lot of times, if they're able to keep that going i think that he joe burrow is going to be able to pick his poison and choose whatever receivers and single coverage and completely decimate defenses and if they win they're going to get tennessee i was just going to say that they, they have they, a very good yeah. chance to beat tennessee yep. if they win that matchup yes. and then it's just one more upset yeah so yeah. i think cincinnati would be my dark horse they would only need to play the the bills or the chiefs not the bills and the chiefs the C- um, cincinnati has the best draw of the entire playoffs the only problem i think with Cincinnati, I, I think that their time is coming. They're a very good They're team. They're very young. It's just They're combined so playoff experience. None, I would love to none. see the minutes on that because there is probably not. Like Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow are two of my favorite players at their positions, but it's just like playoff football is different yes. football. Like it's it's playoffs. It's not you know regular season but it is i love to see the Bengals in the playoffs because it's well deserved like oh, they're all line i love the Bengals this year yeah much improved uh so for the final segment we're going to talk five players for 2022 that we are excited about and then an honorable mention at the end so we're going to count down from five but we'll do our honorable mention first um <clears throat> and these are just five players that we think are going to be undervalued going into next year obviously talking adp right now eight months before drafting is a little dumb but we're not going to actually do that we're just going to say five players that we're targeting next year uh regardless so my honorable mention uh for players that i'm targeting is kyle pitts uh i think that the ride if you had kyle pitts in fantasy was definitely bumpy this year to say the (laughs) least um but i think that next year regardless of who the quarterback is he's just too good of a player to um uh perform not perform the way he did but he, he was a rookie and our expectations for him were just out of this world and it's not like he played horribly no he was you a know. very good tight end but we yeah. like when you see he's the best tight end prospects of all, prospect of all time and i still stay true to that statement that like you expect a little more mm-hmm. and he just wasn't as consistent as he could have been yeah i think losing cal or calvin ridley was also yeah you no know, big but also i another thing is like the the falcons or a joke. I know they had seven wins, but they were the worst seven win team they're, I've ever seen. Not a good they were they team. were terrible this year. Uh, so I think if they can improve somewhat, uh, Kyle Pitts might take a, another leap in year two. I think he's going to be undervalued because people that had oh, him last absolutely. year are not going to really want him. So if I can get him in the sixth, seventh round, maybe. But but tight end overall, I'm not really targeting next year. I don't year. like tight ends. Um, all right, who's your honorable mention? My honorable mention is Chris Godwin. He's a free mm-hmm. agent this year, and the Bucks. there's no chance that they can bring him back, in my opinion. Yeah. So I think he's going to get some massive contract with some other team, and he's going to be a number one target. Yeah. He's having he's had to share targets the last few years with Mike Evans and even Antonio Brown yeah. and even Gronk. 
I expect him to be a phenomenal receiver who finishes even higher on, in the top 10 if he's healthy anyways. I I forgot he tore his ACL. Yeah, he did. Ah, oh, man, he did that was tear a bad his ACL. Pick. Well, I mean, it's not not a terrible pick. I mean, he, he's probably gonna be undervalued because of that, though. But the only problem is he might not start week one. Ah, oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Oh well. I thought that was a great pick. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, he's gonna get some massive contract. He'll be the number one target. He probably, oh, he, probably he still could get a good, yeah. big contract. Maybe not as big as before, but oh. all right. So that's your honorable mention. My I number five. So, yeah. <laughs> My number five is going to be none other than a New York Jet, Elijah Moore. I, I like think Elijah that uh, he is extremely underrated because he's just on a college football team right now. Um, Zach Wilson, I've said this to all my Jet fans, and some of them blindly uh, defend him. I think that he is maybe the worst rookie quarterback I've seen in the last 20 years. I mean, he he's had some moments. He has, but like that far, but the bads have bad. been so bad. Like his sometimes he throws two or three balls a game where you're like, what are you even looking at? I don't think it's the coaching. I don't know. He's he's tiny. I it's just he showed some promise, and I think that the best thing about Zach Wilson is uh, his pocket presence. And you kind of need it when you're okay. blocking behind that line. I mean, <laughs> their line is bad, too. So I, I think that he definitely needs another year. But regardless, when it comes to Elijah Moore, uh, I don't think he played too much this year because he was always hurt. But the times that he did play as a rookie, like, he really made some stuff happen. I think the next year uh, he takes another step, and, and he could he could be a steal late in drafts because I think he's actually a really good player. I thought the Jets had a great draft, despite of how bad no, they, they did. were. No, they did. I, if Zach Wilson's their guy, Zach Wilson's their guy. I don't like to bash rookie quarterbacks until mm-hmm. they've got a, at least two or three years into the league before I truly judge them. There's definitely some stuff the Jets have to figure out, but the Jets were able to get Vera Tucker with a second first-round pick. They were able to get Michael Carter. Who I Both think is Michael one of the Carters. Best. Both Michael Carters, I'll say. <laughs> Shout-out Carolina. Shout-out Carolina, both yeah. Duke and UNC Tobacco Road. And... Elijah Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore. Yeah. So they, they drafted super well, they and did, Elijah yeah. Moore could definitely be one of those guys going forward if this draft can help them get out of the gutter. Yeah, I agree completely. They just, that quarterback position, man, that's just oh, the only yeah. thing, man. So, yeah. Uh, and I think their secondary definitely needs help, too. Mm-hmm. But the front seven and, and skills positions are definitely not bad. All right, uh, who's your number five? I have DeAndre Swift. I know mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift had a very good season, but I, I like think he that. definitely had some injuries, and him being on the Lions doesn't help. Mm hmm. They had the two line. wins. They finished with three, I thought. Three, three. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, against the Packers. Oh, yeah. yeah awesome. Three wins. Yeah. Three, three. I think DeAndre Swift is an absolute animal. I think he's he's one of the most underrated running backs in the league yeah. because he, he plays on the Lions. But yeah. the Lions really were one of the best two or three win teams I've ever seen. No, they, they were, were so good. competitive in so many games. Yeah. And I think that them not going after a quarterback in this draft is awesome. Because just because you're bad doesn't mean you should automatically get a quarterback. I think they're going to continue to build that team, and the Lions are going to be a much more competitive team going forward. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff may not be great, but he is serviceable. For now, yeah. For now, yes. No. And if they continue what they're doing, I think they're going to be a quality team in the future. And they have DeAndre Swift at the right time. He's at the right age, yeah. and he has a quality offensive line to get going. And their um, they're rookie receivers, Raymond and St. Brown, actually. They had very good end of the years. Yeah, yeah, St. Very, Brown very was lucky. great. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson will be back, too. I think that the Lions are definitely feisty. They're not, like, really that good. But, like you said, for two or three – for the bad teams, they were the best of the bad teams. They were teams, the best I bad think, team. For sure, because they, they could have easily beat the Vikings and – I say the Ravens were the other one. They they were close on those games, but um, yeah. So that's your number five. My number four is gonna be the dude that we drafted as a wide receiver one this year and was dropped 
in the middle of the year. Do you know who it is? Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Alvin, Alvin Robinson. Okay, close enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was putting up like uh, okay. two or three burgers a game. And, Ooh, Alvin um, Robinson struggled. Yeah, I just – Matt Nagy's not there anymore. Okay. And yeah, I think yeah. that he he's going to probably be like a round six pick. And uh, coming into this year, he was arguably like back into the third like pick. Yeah. Oh, wise. he was a super high pick. Yeah, he's, he's a really good wide receiver. I think that Matt Nagy's system – just let me see the Chicago Bears with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace not there. I have so many friends, and, and shout out to the Bears fan base. Like, if you meet a Bears fan, they are like diehard Bears. Like, they do not. They'll be four and twelve. They'll watch every game from start to finish. Like, I know four or five of them that just are diehard Bears. But I think that Allen Robinson and Justin Fields get a year uh, together with an actual offensive system, and and just I don't know. They're gonna link, and I just think Allen Robinson is just too good of a player to to be. I, I think. I want to say he's a free agent next year. He might be. He might be. And if that's the case, then I'm he's gonna ball even out. more into it. Yeah, I think that Allen Robinson's going to come at a super discount next year. And uh, he's just he's one of the best receivers in the league. And there's just no reason to think otherwise. You know? My number four spot is Joe Burrow. Oh, I have him too. Joe Burrow. Yeah. I, I've seen some up some 2022 way too early rankings and he's not even in the top five which i think yeah. is a crime no top five quarterbacks he's i think that's fine I, I i would put him top 10 but no, no he's not in like the top five he's not even close i think he's like around like 10 or something like i've seen jalen hurts over him i don't oh no and again i don't think jalen hurts is even the starter next year but joe burrow has this young team yes. that is high flying and they're going to be putting up points for the next next decade yeah so I think he could very well be a top five quarterback next year in fantasy. And as much as I love Brady, eventually he's going to start slowing eventually. down. And I think Joe Burrow will end up taking Brady's place in the top five next year. Mm. Yeah, I, he Joe Burrow is actually my two on this list. Okay. Uh, so I, I am very excited with Joe Burrow, too. I He was one of my sleepers this year, and he actually finished the year, I think, as the last seven games, he was like a top seven quarterback. He was fantastic. He was, he was balling out and... Give me Joe Burrow with another year of Jamar Chase. Oh like my it's God. just it's not even gonna be fair. I think Joe Burrow next year, if you're looking for like a, a an outside the top five quarterbacks pick that you're gonna be able to it get in like the Joe. seventh or eighth round, like Joe Burrow is for sure the guy all day long. Alright, so my number three uh player that I'm excited to draft, who I think is gonna come at a little bit of a discount, but I don't think it's gonna be a crazy discount. Uh, is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think okay. that mm-hmm. this year he, he definitely was drafted as like a top three receiver right behind uh, Adams, Hill, and then it kind of went Hopkins. Um, obviously no one went Cooper Cup. No. <laughs> so that worked out. But um, I think that uh, DeAndre Hopkins this year was, was really just like a solid 15 points. He was never like crazy. But I, I think that next year he returns to prominence. He's still one of the best receivers in the league. Like I have to believe that. But I know there's a lot of mouse to feed on that team, but – Something tells me that uh, one of A.J. Green or Christian Kirk is going to be – I think Christian Kirk actually might be a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. A.J. Green might retire, too. Yeah, and he might slow down. Yeah, I think DeAndre Hopkins next year returns to prominence and is just a top three. Absolute beast, Nuke City. He is still one of the best in the game for my money, and I think that uh, he's going to come at a little bit of a discount. It's going to be a good pick next year. I like that being definitely a discount one. He's so talented. Like, if someone, like, maybe not this year, but two years ago said – like Hop was the best receiver in the league, I would not argue it. I used to think that too. Yeah, and I think he has the best hand. Or again, maybe not now, but he at one point had the best hands in the league by far. But he does. He is a little older. I don't. The system he hasn't 
done super well in it. I don't remember how he did last year, but I think he definitely has slowed down a little. He has a little bit, yeah. And he's not as consistent, but he's going to have some games where he pulls in three touchdowns and yeah. 120 yards easy. Still a baller. Yeah, but I, I think he'll have quite a few, especially with this offense, quite a few games where he finishes with three receptions for 25 yards and stuff like that. Sounds right, yeah. So that's so that's my number three. Who's your number three? My number three is Jalen Waddle. Okay, yeah. As much as I can't stand the Dolphins, sorry. <laughs> I've loved Jalen Waddle, guy. When you're able to get yo, you hear that? those brooms? <laughs> no, playoffs? Playoffs? Yeah, yeah, no playoffs. Yeah, no playoffs. When when you're able, what was it? 18 receptions in a game? Uh, no, 19. Something. He had like some absurd game, and I think the way that the Dolphins used him this year was very effective. Mm-hmm. And if they're able to get a different coaching staff that's able to use him in a long ball threat, I think he's yeah. going to be just as effective. But he's yeah. one of those receivers who you can put in the slot and you can put outside, and they can really run any single route. I love him, yeah. So especially like with like a probably improved team <clears throat> next year, if they do the right things, I think Jalen Waddle's going to have a massive year. Yeah, I think as, as a Dolphins fan, I was actually watching the draft with you, and I was so mad when they took he him. He was furious. Yeah, I could not believe it. He wanted Devontae. No, literally so bad. Bad. And um, while I still think Devontae's really good, I think that Jalen Waddle is actually the right pick. I, yeah, I, I do. I think that uh, he's only going to continue to blossom. He set the rookie record for receptions ever in a season. Um, and that was before, I think. Uh, it was right. before week 18, so yeah. he did it in the appropriate amount of games. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that that's a sign of things to come. And the Dolphins' incompetent offense next year has to get better. Uh, I'm just disgusted by that organization, but I will not go into detail on that. Jalen Waddle is a heck of a player, and I wish him nothing but the best. Um, and I think that he's going to be really good too, especially in like a dynasty format. Or I think he might be that guy that like people don't think is the sexiest name, and they're going to let fall to like the fourth round. I think I that he that. could be like a home run hit oh, yeah. there, um, especially because he's a slot guy. I don't think like he's he's not this yeah. massive touchdown threat, even though he really is. He was, I think. He had most touchdowns on the team by far. Yeah. But just people will think slot receivers and not getting touchdowns. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, he, he's definitely a beast. My number two is Joe Burrow. So, uh, who's your number two? My number two is Javante Williams. I have loved Javante Williams this entire year. I loved him at UNC. I was so high on him coming in. I tried to get him early in my fantasy draft. Someone took him right before me. A stat that I remember seeing was Javante led the league in forced missed tackles. The guy is absolute, is so elusive, and I think he's going to get even more carries next year. I mean, look at the one game that Melvin Gordon didn't play, and he had, I think, 130 all-purpose yards and uh, two all-purpose touchdowns. Mm. So I think that... Melvin Gordon taking another year older. He's gonna slow down. He's done. He had a great. He did a great job staying healthy this year, especially being at his age. Which again, being a running back at the age twenty five is old. Sorry. Yeah. He still he played really well. I think he had a very good yeah, season. Yeah. But I do think whether he they move on from him or even then, I think Javante is just gonna get a little more carries than Gordon this year. I think sophomore running backs are the best prize in all of football. That I, I would draft a running back late every year just to get him for his first and second year because yep. they have fresh legs and they are ready to go. Yep. And I think Javante is going to have a very similar year, but not as quiet to uh, JT. Yeah, I think um, Melvin Gordon is a free agent, so I'm almost positive okay. that he's going to get paid. Yeah. Um, my, my only issue with Javante mm-hmm. Williams actually has nothing to do with him. The only issue that I have with Javante Williams in 2022 fantasy football is I'm worried that the hype train just gets okay. like, way too much, and mm-hmm. he gets to, like, ADP 
Yep. You know, seven or eight, where you start to take him over Christian McCaffrey. I don't care about Christian McCaffrey. Like, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey over Jamal Taylor. Like, personally. personally. Okay. But I, I just think that <clears throat> if he gets, like, ADP, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, that's too rich for my blood. There's going to be believers. I'm sure yeah, you're one of them. I am one. That will take him there. But, like, what is what is the absolute earliest you're willing to take him? Me? I'm, I would take him seven or eight. Really? I am, I am. I am – my my idea for next year is uh, all these running backs that are kind of soon to be on their way out. I am trying to avoid them at all costs, unless I get an absolute steal. But Kamara, I'm done with. McCaffrey, I'm done with. Wow, <laughs> holy crap! That's uh, bold, Zeke, I'm done with. That's yeah, I'm done with Zeke. Zeke's yeah, not, that's not bold. Too. Yep. Dalvin Cook, I'm close to being done with. Not quite. I think he's got uh, one more year. Yeah. And Derrick Henry is, I think, an exception. His injury is not the same kind of running back injury, and I think he's just much bigger and he's able to stay healthy and ride those way through. Mm-hmm. But that group of re- running backs that we've had the last few years, I think they're slowly on their way out. You think? I think um, McCaffrey, Cook, and Kamara still have two or three more years left. I think Ezekiel it is done, though. I Zeke do. is done. I can't take McCaffrey. He's played, what, four games in two I years? I know, I know. But when he doesn't play, when he plays all games, like three years ago, you win your league. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the true. only trade-off, yeah. dude. I just don't see that happen. He's not, like, again, injuries are a hard thing to, I guess, predict, like, a- avoid yeah. and predict. But the way they use him is just, like, it looks like physical torture. Yeah. And he's not in, he doesn't have the correct body to no. do that. You can no. do that with a Derrick Henry because he's abusing linebackers. Mm. But McCaffrey's getting abused 35 times a game. Yeah, he does get a lot of touches. So, so that's why I think I would take Javante that early. I, But he, but you are right. It's very similar to Najee Harris this preseason where he kept going up and up and up because more and more people kept loving mm-hmm. him. And then next thing you know, he's the eighth pick in the draft. What yeah. was he in our league? I think he was... Uh, you you yeah. got him, right? Uh, where did you get him? Uh, I think... He was first round. No, very early second. But I think Javante will be different because he's not even a rookie. Like people have seen. Yes, that is true. How good he is too. So I think that he he could be seven eight. Whereas uh, Najee was like was taken so early because he was going to get every single touch that ha- the offense had. So off the top of your head, who are the players you would take ahead of him, receiver, running back wise? Uh, receiver, JT obviously. JT is the first pick in the draft. I yeah. would think I would still take Najee over him. Mm-hmm. I think the Steelers are at least going to attempt to fix that offensive line. That's a, one of the best organizations in Hopefully, sports. Yeah. Sorry, Joe, but I, I mean, actually I, I do think the Steelers are a fantastic organization, and they'll try to figure out their offensive line with this, despite moving on from Big Ben. Yeah. So I would take Najee. Uh, I still I still would take Cook. Cook Devonte Adams. I would take Devonte. Yep. Yeah. That's the only receiver I think I would take currently, though. Mm-hmm. But I also Cooper think Cooper Cup. You would take. Devontae oh, Cooper I forgot Cup. Cooper Cup. I'm sorry. I'm just remembering this <clears throat> past early draft. Yeah, I would take Cooper Cup. I think he's so such a monster. Uh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. I would take over him. But I have Javante Williams and DeAndre Swift very similar, I think, yeah. on my super early ADP. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I like Swift better. I'm I'm not like a huge Javante Williams true third because I'm probably not going to get him because I think the hype train is going to be okay. crazy. But I think he is really good. Yeah. Like, I do, I knew, no, he's very good. I just won't be getting him because if he's a mid to late first round pick, I'm just going to let someone else get him. I'll take uh, Alvin Kamara or whoever, Tyree Kill all day long. Mm-hmm. All right. So my number one. Uh, I think that he might be the most polarizing player like going into next year. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. Everyone's going to be very scattered on him. Uh, my number one player that I'm excited to draft next year is going to be Michael Pittman. Uh, I think that he he finished the year. I want to say the last ten weeks is like a top five receiver. Like he yeah. came on. Carson Wentz worries me, and I think that's uh, outside of that, that offense and that team is really good. I think that the Colts and the Chargers are two playoff teams that should be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, unfortunately, we're not going to get to see either of them for another year. But I think that's um. Michael Pittman is 
next year going to take an even bigger step forward. Uh, I think that he is just a baller. He's huge, massive, not the fastest dude in the world, but body control can just catch everything. And I think that's uh, he's basically like a big tight end, but he is just, oh my God. He kind of reminds me of like Andre Johnson. I can like, see Just that. like massive bully ball. Maybe like a poor man's DK Metcalf, but not quite DK Metcalf. I, I think that uh, next year he's going to be an absolute beast. I think you're going to be able to get him in like the fifth round. I don't think he's going to be like a, a crazy high steal. I he is a dude that I have my eye on, and I'm going to absolutely love drafting Michael Pittman everywhere as long as he's not like a second or a third round pick. I'll take Michael Pittman all day long. I think everyone on the Colts outside of JT is like not valued nearly as high. But as someone who drafted Michael Pittman super late, I'm talking like 11th round, I got him first in the draft. Yeah. And I ended up trading him away. The only trade that I truly like, why on earth did I do that, was <laughs> yeah. was I gave away Michael Pittman. And it was this was before he started taking off. But that was, like, he was fantastic towards the end of the year. He is a touchdown magnet. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of teams will play the will play the Colts differently, and I think he's going to get a lot of single coverage. And I don't know if there's a corner outside of Jalen Ramsey who can guard him in single coverage. Yeah, no, absolute baller. So that was my number one. Who's your number one? I have A.J. Brown. Right. I think A.J. Brown is going to finish as a top-five receiver next year. Yeah. I don't think anyone's talking about him near the, like near the top. He's not in the conversation as J.J., Devontae, and Tyreek Hill, but I think next year he will. I know people are a little like nervous about the quarterback situation and the running back situation, how they run the ball so much. <clears throat> but Derrick Henry is a year older. He is going to be coming off an injury. He may be back now. But A.J. Brown had a fantastic year this year, a little up and down. But if he stays healthy, I think he's going to be a phenomenal yeah. receiver who will be close to the Justin Jefferson type type season. Yeah, he's just so fun to watch. He's so and talented. Like, when you see him in a football uniform, like, dude is a tank. Fun fact, him and DK, I believe, were college teammates. Yes. Just imagine, like, those two. Like, yeah, most unreal, like, male bodies crazy. you could possibly see. Built in a lab and still so fun to watch. Like, he just, when he catches the ball, he just lowers his shoulder. Yeah. And, like, anyone who's in his way is just not tackling that so yeah i think that that's a good pick all right so that was our show wild card preview and five players that we are excited for to draft 2022 and uh one more time my super bowl pick packers over bills chiefs over packers chiefs over packers and uh that is going to wrap it up seamus my guy thanks for coming on see you guys uh, repping Milford the Dirty Devon and uh, we'll see you guys in the next show and we hope that all of our picks are correct even though that would be physically impossible <laughs>